Combining the latest in biotechnology and botanicals, global entrepreneur Claire Chung is the CEO of Igne Skincare, a beauty brand harnessing the pristine ecology of the Azores. You don't want to miss this one. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success, and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable & Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable & Main has been an incredible journey so far, and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and a lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce you our guest for today, Claire Chung. Powered by nature and crafted by biotech, Igne harnesses resources from the natural habitats of the Azores region to create transformational skincare. Igne was co-founded by both Miguel Pombo, a native of the Azores, and Claire Chung, who is also now the CEO, following her decades of working in the luxury sector and launching Net-A-Porter in China. Claire is now combining the brand's original ethos of utilizing ecological ingredients from the surface of the surrounding volcanic craters to the depths of the active underwater volcanoes. And it's with a vision of a digital-centric future. So Claire, thank you so much for being with us today. It's a pleasure and thank you for the invitation. So Claire, I ask all my guests the same question and I'm going to ask you, who in a nutshell is Claire? I am a citizen of the world and I've been fortunate enough to, through work and through my family, be located around the world. And I love that journey. Life is a journey and everything I think about is a journey and how to really learn from others. So that's kind of the key DNA of, of who I am and how I've been able to, you know, go across industries. And I've been just very privileged to, to meet so many amazing people and learn from them. So that's why I really want to give back and, and, and share those learnings to others as well. That's incredible. And I mean, I do want to talk a bit about kind of your upbringing and the mm -hmm. incredible vast array of experiences you've had. I know citizen of the world is truly it because you've worked and lived in places like New York, Hong Kong, London, Milan, Shanghai, and now Lisbon. And we'd love to know a little bit about how your kind of global citizenship came to be. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
I was、um, born in in Taiwan and then raised in the U.S. Basically for work, I think、um, I first moved to Hong Kong and then in in, in London. I was in a very different、uh, field before. Actually, I was at Christie's, so it was, it was about art, but it was always about the luxury business in a way, and just really riding the opportunities and, and, and waves of what was happening in the world. So I moved to Hong Kong、um, originally with the boom of the rise of the Asian economy.、Um, I think. Because of my background、um, of studying art and art history, which is very unusual, I was able to kind of land a job at Christie's and and be in a management role in a very young age. You know, still in my <laughs> mid twenties, and so I think it's just basically thinking globally and and being able to kind of ride ride that journey, right? So that took me to Asia, back to London,、um, and then、um, in, into Europe, and then back to. To to China,、um, um, and I was able to kind of ride the first wave of that growth of the of the luxury market there. So I've been very fortunate. That's incredible. I mean, I'm sure I, I want to ask like, how many languages do you speak? Five. Well, I mean, But I can negotiate in four. I can negotiate in four. <laughs> <laughs> Does it? Because I've always wanted. I was pretty good at languages growing up, and then I think I just decided to just pursue a career in engineering. Even though Spanish, I know Spanish and French, and and、um, a bit of Hindi and Gujarati. But、um, for me, I always thought like having more languages under my belt would really make an impact in business. And I would love just to ask as a little segue question. But like、mm-hmm. today, have you found that knowing? Multiple languages has really helped you in your careers. Absolutely, it's been fundamental, and it's not just the language. I think it's very important to understand the culture, right?、Yes. Um, and culturally, how different companies work as well, and then how to then bridge the gaps of understanding. You know,、um, I think that's really really critical from a business point of view. You know, in negotiating, and you know, I think one of the things that was the biggest thing. I think, in terms of my learnings, was when I launched China's first luxury online retailer, and in that role, you know,、um, because I was Western and I was Chinese at the same time, I can think with my hybrid brain, and I took more than two hundred brands into China. But it's not really just doing the deals with two hundred brands; it's really then working with the amazing talented teams of two hundred brands. So that was an amazing learning experience for me of of, of how. Brands develop, you know, and and just really、um, uh, working with people f- from all over the world, and that's been really、um, an inc- incredible experience. So, so, you know, speaking about the Netaporte Group, right? That you were was that the fr- the main? Yes, I launched Netaporte in China in 2015.、Yeah. Incredible. And did you、um, feel? Was there a huge amount of pressure initially to, you know, obviously have it、uh, to make it a success in China, or did you feel like、um, it was sort of like, yeah, was it like a startup mode, or was it taking off the backing of the global success it had already? It was、um, both in a way because I built the business from、um, from the teams from zero, you know, but of course building off this amazing global teams and and, and global um, um, talents, right? I was fortunate enough to be at Netaporte. When its、um, founder Natalie Massenet was still there, and so I was actually、um, one of the, the group's first hire at group level, let's say, you know, to take on the the the, the various brands, and then the company merged with Yuke's. So then I ran the whole group's business, Yuke's Netaporte in China,、um, with seventeen websites.、Um, so it was a, it was a big big remit, but very exciting, and you know, working with colleagues、um, across London, across. 
Paris, Milan. And then later on, we were acquired by Richemont and then, yep. you know, our Swiss colleagues. So I think with that and with my kind of American um, upbringing, um, you know, which is very kind of straightforward, but then, you know, as you move around the world, you see those cultural differences. And it's like, how do you then understand the um, various cultures, various ways, ways, of, ways of, of working? But this also comes in terms of a brand. Then how do you yeah. build brand value to the customer, right? And I think this is very, very important, um, especially when you're talking about um, big cultural gaps, as you do, let's say, between the West and Asia and specifically China. So uh, these are a lot of things, you know, something, a brand that would be um, really popular in the West may not work in China. Not, not everything is for China. And I think one thing that, um, you know, uh, people maybe not realize if they're not from the, from the industry is that that is the most competitive brand market in the world. You have every single brand um, uh, around the world trying to enter China. It's not just um, the Western brands. It's also amazing Korean brands, especially in skincare, right? And for beauty, amazing, yeah. amazing Japanese brands, you know, um, Australian brands, <laughs> everyone, Indian brands, you know, everyone's trying to, to enter the market. And so how do you stand out, right? And, and building that value um, is something that that's really important. So, and and this is why you know for me I was so excited when I um, um, to to join an Igne in, in in a way because um, you know this the 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 story starts uh, of of when I, I I met my co-founder Miguel and I was still in Shanghai and you know working crazy hours and and um, with the pollution um, of of you know, living in Shanghai and, um, Miguel's, uh, a native Azores and, um, he was working, um, at a, a Brussels in Brussels in a regulatory agency that was doing, um, a lot of the testing, you know, for, um, brands that wanted to enter the, the EU. Right. And so you European regulatory is actually uh, much stricter than, uh, us. And so, um, every brand, you know, whether it be Mac, L'Oreal, everyone has to do their testing. And so being a native Azores, he was looking at these tests all the time, doing the licensing regulatory work for brands and noticing that a lot of the key ingredients that were most effective for um, skincare was from Azores, like Camilla seed oil and thermal water. And so that's how he then started, you know, with his bonus checks in order to commission research R&D, right, and develop the first four products. And um, he sent that to me and, you know, I was kind of blown away by, by e- efficacy and I really saw transformation to the skin. And so that's um, when I flew to the Zoros to meet Miguel and this whole story um, starts because when I, when I landed in the Zoros, it was, you know, I was stunned, Right. You know, I had traveled the world and here in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, these nine volcanic islands. It was amazing. These volcanic lakes. You had um, also like rainforests with black sandy beaches um, with the only tea plantation by in in Europe, by the way, planted by um, Chinese in the 1800s. (laughs) It's quite interesting, you know, and I think because of the history of Portugal as as the as the first global navigators, there were plants and and, and, and species growing Azores from 
other parts of the world. You don't find that anywhere because it's a very interesting microclimate, right? And so this is where looping back to like, what is the value you give to your customer as a brand or any business? And as soon as I landed, I saw, wow, this is an amazing bioecosystem, bio right? This is so rare, you know. Um, you know, it, it feels like when you see the, the, the flora and fauna, there's like gigantic ferns. You feel like there's a dinosaur about to come around the corner. And so this is really um, um, such an unusual um, rarity. It's unique. It's authentic. This is real luxury. And this is 6 million years in the making. You know, what other skincare exactly. brand can say that? And so this is where, you know, how the, 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 the brand was born. I thought this is going to be something the world has to discover, right? Yeah. And this is something so authentic and so original. Um, and this is something that would be great for, for everyone, but especially in, in, you know, people living in mega cities like in Asia, like in Shanghai, like in Delhi, you know, that with the, with the pollution, with the, with the lack of, you know, pure ingredients, this pristine island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean is really something very special. And the ingredients, you know, we source sustainably from, um, from the island. That is the key thing. You know, these ingredients and plants um, are, are, are created in this mineral-rich volcanic soil, six million years in the making. Right. And, and for me, that's the most compelling value we can we can we can bring to our customers is this is something authentic. It's not some marketing gimmick. It's not no. something that we ordered up in a lab, you know. Yeah. No, I love the fact that, I mean, when I was going through the socials and the website, which, by the way, like the images of Azores is, is incredible. It's I mean, it is truly that it's one of those places I've had in my mind, my, my wish list to go. And I'm, I'm going to, when I go there, I'm going to be kicking myself to say, why haven't I gone here sooner? I'm sure that's yes, the yes, same thing exactly. when you get there and you're like, this was on our planet and I had the ability to travel here and I didn't. Um, maybe that's also good that no one really goes there because it's get to have that pristine nature kept you know, yes. a bit under, and, uh, under control. But I love that you guys say that it's a natural laboratory, like the Azores is your natural lab. And I think that's just such a nice way to put it. It's a perfect way to put it. And um, I, I think... Uh, what people forget is sometimes like that is what, you know, beauty should stem from its most natural and sustainable source. We kind of are going so fast into like labs and creating things and, and fine, there's good about, there's a good, I guess, future for advancement, but sometimes we already have it there. Like my brand is built on the 4,000 year old science of Ayurveda and, yes. um, you know, less is more, just the natural stuff is so potent in its rarest form and, and it's, it's enough. So I would love to know, um, you know, speaking about nature's lab and the islands and the volcano, how did the name Igne come to be? Um, so Igne comes from um, the Latin word meaning ignite from the volcanic, you know. So everything goes back to, to, to that original six million years with these eruptions of, of, of and the creation of these islands, right? And, and so this also is very, very important because um, where we source from, you know, we source our Camilla, um, uh, Camillas and our thermal water from the, the volcanic um, Furnace Valley in the Terra Nostra Park. And it really looks like Jurassic Park. And, you know, uh, everything, you know, in, in the garden, there are more than 600 varieties of, of Camellias, right? Yeah. There are plants and fauna from our all, all over the world. Uh, we use the Camellia japonica, you know, from Japan. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this 
these, this is being grown on thermal water with literally bubbling thermal water next to the flowers. So it's very, very, very special. And I think this is, uh, this is something that, that, um, that powers our, our, our ingredients in terms of the, the, the minerals and, and um, the richness of the, the, the ingredients, right? And it goes back to, to that is something that is original. The camellias coming from here will be very, very different from the camellias coming from the U.S. or somewhere else. So this makes then the location absolutely um, fundamental. And indeed, when we were developing um, Igne, the, um, it was actually during the pandemic, Right. And so um, we started reformulation to clean beauty in um, January 2020. Miguel had an enormous amount of R&D that was done in the past. But with the capital that that we raised, we're able to unleash that. And I think that really, you know, in a way, developing a, a skincare brand during the pandemic, we really thought about, you know, what the world would be post-pandemic, you know, and it was really in the dark days where we were all locked down. The whole world was locked down, but we were trying to, in a way, we're very grateful because we had this project in the middle of, of, of this really disturbing time. And really thinking about how do we create real value? Right. Um, Let's get to, to, you know, and, and so we made a biotech breakthrough because part of the whole thing of the Zoras is we, you know, it is sustainable to begin with, but if we really want to scale this business and if we want to then bring this amazing resources of the Zoras to the world, you know, I really felt like I found the fountain of youth, you know, (laughs) frankly, um, and, and I have, and, and how do we scale it? And so this is where then without taking too much from it, because that's not sustainable. Exactly. Exactly. And so, um, Miguel then worked with, uh, with the scientists and, uh, and our R and D team to develop this incredible breakthrough in biotechnology where we're able then to create nanosomes from the, 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 the algae and, um, the plants that we source from the Zoras, right? And so with nanosome technology, it's very unusual because, you know, protein molecules much um, larger. We then use this innovation that we discovered in order to, 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 to make them in nano size so that yep. number one, it penetrates uh, into the basal layer of the skin, um, causing cellular regeneration. And so we reach where many other brands cannot. But from a sustainability point of view, we need to use less um, algae, less camilla oil, less of the other uh, plant-based ingredients in our actives to give even better results, right? So that makes then the, the, the brand in terms of sustainable in, 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 in another way. And we're constantly looking at biotechnology to basically optimize, you know, what Mother Nature has given us. I think that's so important. I think also it is really about why you're doing all those advancements. I love the fact that, you know, you're also willing to educate both consumers and the industry on that. And I think that's so important because that mindful thinking and truly becoming the act of sustainability, not just saying it for marketing. We both worked in many big conglomerates and companies. And I'm sure in our careers, you've definitely heard the point of, we need to think about what's our CSR or what should we do to be sustainable? And instead of what you're creating from the day one is that, you know? So it's sort of like there isn't any left and right. It's just, you have a clear path. Do you sometimes feel though, um, 
you get nervous about not the mission you guys are clear on your mission but just some of the barriers of entry that we just can't control whether it's cost size you know changes in the industry regulations is that something that you know you just have to deal with and how do you do that I think this is where, you know, I think this is a challenge for everyone because, um, as you know, I think every brand is facing this, um, is that, you know, we, we created Ignate during, during the pandemic. And of course, sourcing is very difficult. A lot of the ingredients, you know, are, are with our biotechnology, our formulation is much more complex. And, um, and so we need, you know, micro amounts of many, many ingredients. <laughs> and, so, and so this means that, you know, in terms of the global supply chain, it's in almost like time, a bidding war, yeah. war. Yes. We're the last, we're, we're the last, 100%. right? Yep. Exactly. I'm sure you understand that pain oh, as well. I so, dealing with it now. So yeah, you can. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but I think, I think in a way, I mean, as part of the, the sustainability, you know, the, it's something that everyone, everyone faces. Um, uh, but I, I, I do think that, um, in a, in a globalized world, you know, what we're able to do was really think about, you know, how to, how to, um, be sustainable from day one, right? Um, and so during this process, during the, you know, while we were um, re- rebuilding and reformulating, um, I took actually Cambridge Cambridge's first executive course on sustainability. I then double up with a sustainable finance class, right? And so it's really about um, building that in from day one, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons that, you know, I was so excited to, to join Igne is to really um, build in from all the learnings that I have had in the past and build it out into the DNA and the structure of the brand from the early stage. Right. Um, yeah. I also sit on the board of directors of two companies. So looking at how other businesses scale and other pain points of other um, companies and, and their sustainable kind of journey as well um and so there's a lot of like shared learnings and so when i was doing um the cambridge class i was really doing it thinking about igne as a case study right and, and what we needed to do and and so i'm super excited to to, sh- to share that we also learned like today that we were we won um uh, have been accepted into the positive luxury um um startup accelerator program um because that's relations Thank you. So we're really excited because, you know, that's something that we want to do in terms of a compliance and really, you know, um, from day one. And, and but it costs a lot of money to be to be compliant and go through this process. Right. Yeah. And so it's it's wonderful to see organizations like that who support startups, who they believe that uh, are on a, on a very interesting, um, sustainable path. And so um, we'll be able to really even go further into into to that process. And, and would you say, um, like, uh, and this question I'm more asking as a curious founder myself of how um, valuable was this um, exec program um, in in sustainability? Like, you know, because as definitely I'm always wanting to learn. I mean, till I die, I'm going to keep on learning. Yes. Um, I just sometimes wonder, you know, with this battle of do I do a course in a university, another one or in a program, or do I train myself online or do I have mentors? Like, do you, did you see the value in the course from Cambridge? Um, in my specific case, yes, because we're building a brand, 
a new brand, right? Yeah. So it depends where you are in your journey. So I was looking and, and, and really thinking about, I think these courses are great if you, you have a specific objective or it, it really depends where you are, right? Um, but I think in a way, because this course was the Cambridge's first class, um, but it was also um, done during the pandemic um, yeah. where people couldn't go in person. And so we had a network of um, a few hundred people from all over the world mm. as fellow students, which wouldn't have been the case if it was, a, if it was an in-person meeting, you know. Yeah. In fact, if it was an in-person class, I probably didn't have the time because I was doing a startup. <laughs> but because it was digital, you know, I could, I could be there. Um, and so I, I think these are the things in, in a way um, in, in these weird. still kind of um, fluid times. I think you need to be agile. And I think you know, every brand has a different journey. Every every brand has a different maturity rate. But uh, yeah. I do think that, you know, if you're still in the early stage, at least learn about it. No, at least right? it's a good investment. You know, it doesn't take sometimes too long to just, um, you have to make the time for sure. Yes. Uh, often we can always say, oh, I don't have time, I don't have time. It's a, it's a very easy way to just say, I don't have time. But actually, when it comes to learning, it's very important to try to make the time. And I think you've inspired me to, I, mean, I just, while I, you know, I, I multitask, while I do a podcast, I'm also researching and learning and I saw yes. the course online and, and I know there's a referral free so maybe if you recommend it I'll do okay. it you can <laughs> I get $200 off I'll take yeah, it yeah, <laughs> but um, I, I definitely have been literally thinking recently about as a you know I was speaking to so many founders and I've been so passionate about wildlife conservation and sustainability and my brand wildlife conservation we're good we, we were born in this way we've done it sustainability I always went in thinking it's a journey right yes. like I'm gonna the barriers to entry were really hard I had to think way up the cost of do I go for this route or this route and lead times and we were launching in the pandemic um and especially when launching in retailers like Sephora and 500 stores you know they're they're very demanding yes. so you have to have the you can't have a 10-month lead time on a very very eco-friendly and sustainable packaging it has to be sometimes what you can you know do you offset that with the, the shipping time and then the air freight all yes. that kind of stuff there's a whole thing I'm working on but sustainability I have to put my hands in the air and say you know I need to learn more about and I need to work more um more so I would love maybe in the future even just picking your brain on that and you can help me as a brand become more sustainable because I feel what you've done with Igne is just truly that it's so much wisdom you've got to share I feel yeah no, thank you but I, you know I I do think that things are are um um, changing, you know, which yes. is great in terms of the supply chain, you know, and sustainable packaging. Yeah. Um, that's a big thing for, for all of us, right? And so I, I think it's great that, that in a way, you know, consumers are demanding that. Exactly. And, and, and that echoes back to the retailers now being forced to say, okay, we need to look at those sustainable brands, right? And what's really super interesting, I wanted to share with you, you know, because we are clean beauty and um, we are clean beauty, but at the same time, we have the biotech and we're performance driven, we're anti-aging, right? So our, our customer base are maybe in the 30s, you know, the 20s and, and, and into 30s that, you know, especially the U.S. market, they love the sustainable um, messaging, you know, being clean, clean beauty and vegan is something that is, you know, um, the baseline to start with, you know, they're not even looking at non-clean brands, right? So yeah. there is a growing amount of that consumer. And interesting enough, even, you know, 
even even in 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 China and India as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what's interesting is that you know we are performance driven, so we're, we we have the customer that's that's looking for anti aging. What we're finding is actually some of our older customers are coming through from their daughters or younger <laughs> speaking to the mothers, you know, the twenty year olds speaking to the fifty year year olds about about Igne. So yeah. we hit the both both. Right. And what was really ex- exciting is, is, you know, on our on our website, we have um, AI skin test. And of course, you know, 40 percent of our customer base is is, is from the, the 20s and 30s. But we have this big outlier, you know, 18 percent are women between 61 and 63 mm. taking our AI skin test. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really super exciting because, you know, we are we are then the new answer to to, um, um, let's say, you know, the women who 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 work, who basically, you know, were customers of of the La Mer or the La Prairie of the world. And then now they're saying, you know, I need to be sustainable. I want clean beauty. What is there out there in the market that is anti-aging, but also hit it's those values. So it's quite interesting because we're converting those customers to Igne, while then, of course, the younger generation the, that wants the sustainability, the clean beauty, you know, um, uh, uses Igne because then basically it's it, we hit their values, but then they're regenerating. They'll never get old. <laughs> that's what I like to think. <laughs> it's a win-win. And, and, and that's like, yeah, exactly. I, yes. And I love the, the, like, honestly, I would say the, the genius of like the products and the sense of like, uh, even like blue light serum. I mean, who doesn't need that today? Like everyone needs this. We're all on our laptops and our phones. And I would love for you just to maybe explain to the audience listening, like some of the products and your, some of your hero SKUs that you have. Yes. So, um, um, I think what was really important is to come up with like something that's easy, right? And um, you know, I, I, so we wanted to come up with a with with a, a basic routine. The cleanser was very important because with our kind of nanozones and biotechnology, the the skin needs to be a a very clean surface in order for the nanozones to penetrate. Right. So we had this enzymatic cleanser and um, and kind of the base ingredient. There's some some also pineapple in it that use that does a natural peeling. Right. So if you leave it on for like more than a minute, it, it does a natural peeling based on what your skin needs are, which is amazing. Right. So that then sets the canvas. Right. So we're preparing the skin. Uh, and I think this is, you know, I've, I've, I've learned a lot through this process as, as, as well. And I think, I think something that we, we all forget is that the skin was designed to keep things out. Yeah. Right. And so um, with that, I think that's where the nanozones become, you know, um, um, a, a breakthrough because it's very rare for, for, um, for, to have um, a clean beauty nanosome, a protein-based nanosomes, and we create that ourselves. It's not some third-party big manufacturer, you know. Um, and so um, I think that becomes quite interesting that we've been able to encapsulate and create nanosomes from um, the, the pure ingredients we source from the Zores. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And um, so that is, you know, we start with that. Then there's the day complex, um, which has always been a top seller, and the eye complex. So our eye complex gave me an eye lift during the pandemic. <laughs> so I don't know, it was really amazing because um, I started, you know, with a new formulation. Um, um, you know, we were testing the products and, and uh, with Asian um, eyes, you know, one of the things of aging is, is the eyelid skin starts to drop, you know from the yeah. upper, upper eyelids. And so I started using our, our eye complex and, not, you know, yes, looking, I was looking at the wrinkles, actually, you know, more like focus on the wrinkles. And then just one day after about two months, I started looking in the mirror. I was like, oh, my God, it's not dropping anymore. So just slowly, slowly, you know, um, because of the, the pandemic, I was thinking, yeah. oh, I need to do something about that later when things open up again. But then I didn't need to after after trying our new eye complex. So um, that was really amazing. So that's, you know, an incredible product and, and, and highly lifting. Um, yeah. Then we have the regeneration serum. And that's the day. Right. So we want to make this really simple. Um, the blue light serum is something that, you know, I've been in the digital business for like 10 years, <laughs> more than that, actually now. Um, and and that's something that I had to discuss with Miguel was that, you know, we need something for that, you know, some something yeah. we can put as a refresher or something um, because no one's really thinking about it. And, and what can we do? Right. So with that formulation, then it's really at the blue light, but also pollution. Because it's hitting a, a certain um, a spectrum of the light that's not covered by by SPF. Yeah. Right. So it, it is. A, it's. It's not. Um, it is used to repair the damage. Yes. Right. And so that's something that, um, depending on the lifestyle, this is a great product for urban, um, for digital. You know, well, everyone now because yeah. everyone's working from home, and all our meetings are Zoom yeah. now versus in person. Right. So I think this is this is something that um, we've been thinking about, um, and then we went out and started thinking about. You know, Miguel does all the formulations with with a scientist, and 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 this is something that you know, um, super excited about that product. Um, we just launched. Our Rich Night Serum, which just sold out in seven days in New York at our retail partner there. So I'm super excited about that because um, it is a combination of our EPC factors, our nanosomes, plus bakucho oil, right, which is kind of the clean beauty alternative to retinol. 
right? And it's safe to use for pregnant women, which retinol is not. You don't have to get worried about things and, you know, going to the sun. And so I think this is an amazing product. And it really, um, and, and I think this is very interesting because the, the skin in the evening is then really, that's a prime yes. time to regenerate, right? So this product was really designed to work on the regeneration process to like, you know, kick, kickstart, you know, um, the metabolism process uh, while you sleep. So I call it a facial in the, in, in the bottle um, because literally, you know, you put it on before you sleep and then you wake up and you're still hydrated. You feel like you had a facial while you sleep. <laughs> so, you know, these, and again, all this is, it's, it's really thinking about, you know, the busy woman. I don't have time for 20 steps a day. You know, I have like 10 minutes uh, max <laughs> if I, if I'm disciplined enough to do some like guasa, some, you know, movement, but um so we really wanted to keep it simple, you know, um, and then we have the, the, the night complex as well to be kind of switched with the yeah. um, rich night serum, depending on, on, on the skin type and, and, and location. I mean, I, I love uh, So I come from a very, uh, I did engineering at university, but I come from a very science background of just loving biochemistry, anything to do with science. So when I was at your website, I was learning about a, the EPC factor complex you, you're, you're creating and yes. you created. Um, I was so amazed with just how, like, this is what I love about online and websites is the education. And, you know, I've, I've heard stories of brands, I won't name that, you know, they just accept the lowest cost of good and just fill it in with whatever, we'll market it and we'll have people buy it. And then they sell millions of units. And it's like, you know, this, you know, the way you've explained how, you know, products without liposomes and with it and then how actually below the dermis level is where you really need to have the regeneration um, and without you know if you basically um, you have to have the, the nanoparticles to be able to reach there yes, to, to deliver the, the important uh, ingredients and all of that is just so logical to me but you've also explained it so logically that anyone who just is interested in just using beauty products will get it. And I hope like, you know, many people get to see your site and, and I'll make sure I'll put the links in the, in the summary, but also to understand the importance of why, you know, natural is good. And, but this biotech yeah. plus in a sustainable way with these plant-based, um, you know, liposomes and stuff, it's just so forward thinking. And I think um, I'm excited for even conglomerates and stuff too. They'll definitely be copycatting you guys. I'll definitely be taking it, but you know what? As long as the mission is being done, that's like the best. And I'm happy you're igniting, should I say, yes. <laughs> the change in the skincare industry. So, yes. I mean, was that something that you um, like, uh, did you feel it was like, did you have to learn a lot about it too? Because obviously, you know, your background as well has been not just in the beauty in, in a lot of different industries. So did you fall more and lo more in love with the product as it was being built through this research and education? Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the key things that um, we wanted to do was, you know, in, in kind of thinking about, we also did the rebrand and one of the, the, the things that was really important for, for us um, was to really have the transparency. Right. Yeah. Um, because I think this is really important uh, in terms of being an authentic luxury brand. Right. And as, as you know, you know we've, we've been in the industry, we've seen so many, there's so many brands and myself um, as, a, as a consumer, you know, is there's so many products out there. How do you know? Yeah. How do you know? There's there's nothing out. You know, you don't know. And no one has the time to the to the to do the research. 
right? Mm. And so this is why we want to be fully transparent. And this is why we put an AI skin test on the website to say, you know, we're so confident we're actually going to work. Measure it, you know, measure it. Take take your selfie with our app, you know, measure the 10 um, touch points of your skin, try our products, and then, you know, um, um, uh, test it during the time, right? So our customers can save those AI skin tests and, um, and, and we give that as a free service to them because, and, and that's one bit. The, the second is the transparency of the products. And I think we need to educate, you know, we're confident that, that, that what we're doing really works, you know, and and I see the results, and where there's there's a legion of of of, of women and fans of Ume, uh, um yeah. and I think this is the thing is that we are an authentic brand, right? And um and we want to move to this kind of a, a a new new direction. I think in terms of industry coming from fashion before, um, in terms of beauty, there's a lot. That, you know, there's Less transparency, let's say, right? Um, a lot of the marketing is just about a beautiful box and whatever. But what do you do? What, what are you actually doing? You know, what is there that's special, right? As a consumer, um, and so for us, there's just so much that we can show and give, and 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 so we're, we're we basically, you know, um, want to share that knowledge, right? And and so it's there to educate a general consumer and. It's there, all the content, you know, that's why we created the Academy of Skincare as well, is to share, okay, why do we do this process, right? Um, what is it about the night, uh, night serum? You know, what was the thinking behind that, right? Why do we use these ingredients? Oh, because during the night, that's when the skin is really to really regenerate. So let's put certain processes in and, and, and educate around that. And, and that's really important versus just saying, you know, um, Here's a nice packaging and, you know, um, because expensive, it must be good, right? That kind of old way of doing things, you know? It's out. Um, It's And and you said it before, which I really love, is you're even seeing these, like, you have to really be open-minded and always willing to change because... 10 years ago, I would have said, imagine a 20-year-old buying a $2 $2 skincare cream um, from La Mer and then telling their parents to to buy it. Like, I wouldn't have thought it. I used to work in Estee Lauder companies, right? So that was on our target market. But now it's like, you have to be willing. This TikTok, this people are educating themselves. They're going on your website. They're researching and they are, you know, demanding. They want now this change. And the brands that will succeed and the brands that will continue and be sustainable in their own building will be the ones that are sustainable in its own products. And I think that's um, very, very important. And I think you guys are on the forefront of that. But I do have to ask, what is sort of for you the future of Igne? Because, you know, it is hard when it comes to retail expansion and growth um, and more team members. Yeah. And I know, you know, you have a very small agile team, but, you know, when you, if you end up going global, is that message going to continue? So, what are you? What's your vision for Igne right now? Um, well, I think um, definitely with with R and D, we have um, other incredible discoveries that we've made that will be coming out um, in in the future, right? Um, and I think right now is just to really um, the media plans this year is just you know get get the product out so people can 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 um, can try it. Um, what we find is that you know pr- the people are very very um, sticky. 
to the brand. Um, we also have um, our spa business, you know, so we are in the Four Seasons Four Hotel. Seasons. Yes. And we are also at the Terra Nostra Hotel. We're launching to new luxury spas this year as, as well down, mm-hmm. down the pipeline. And that's really about, you know, um, a touch point to kind of engage with the brand, because I still think that's really important. Especially after COVID and the pandemic, we've been very online. I think having that physical touch and experience with yes. efficacy is so important because there are so many luxury skincare brands, for example, that people take the risk, they plunge into it online and they're disappointed. And they just didn't have, it was pure branding and marketing and not product efficacy. So I think, you know, for you guys, as being so proud of what you've done, it's really getting there out there. Yes, yes. I mean, we had in, in when we we launched um, first in, in in the U.S. market. So we went to New York yep. and L.A. for our press days, and um, in New York we were at the Four Seasons downtown. It was really amazing because um, we gave um, everyone who came our signature uh, spirulina facial that then feature our products, and you know, literally everyone walked out glowing. It was incredible, you know, so that gives us, um, Miguel and I, a lot of satisfaction to see people just really um, benefiting from the products. You know, I think that goes back to to the authenticity and, and, and we want to make people feel good and we want them to, to, to really be at their best. And I think, you know, I'm always about maximizing potential. And, um, and I think this is a, a, you know, that's the joy is when you see someone looking amazing and feeling great and feeling better about themselves. That's that's what we're there for. Right. Okay. Is making f- people feel good. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's all you could ask for. And, and it's really that yes. changing people's day and changing eventually their lives. That, that, that's what beauty can do. And it should yes. do. Um, yes. You know, it's not about uh top line bottom line profit and this and that's just the, that's yeah. just leave that to the finance people like from a founder and you know for people it, that's what brings us joy and i completely get it um and yeah definitely building a brand in the pandemic has been uh, even more of a reason now today while it's opening up a bit more is it's that urge to like accelerate the growth of you know in person and high touch i think it's so important yes. but speaking of the pandemic how has you know you personally claire how has it kind of um, I would say, um, affected your rituals? Like, do you now have newly um, kind of appointed rituals in your routines that lead you to your success? Yes, I actually spend much more time taking care of myself, which I never did be- before in the past, right? And I think a lot of people um, had, the, had the same thing during during the pandemic. And so I really started getting into my um, uh, skincare, more into my skincare routine, you know, um, yep. Uh, which was never really the case in 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 the past and um and really you know thinking it from a holistic point of view i think that's really important right so um the skincare is not it's the product that you put on um we're actually um just launching today a lot of tutorials so we are now basically curating um special massage technique in tutorials um, designed for each product. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's the whole holistic, right? So we've got this product, for example, our, our, our eye complex was designed to be a lifting product. Right. And so then we have now, um, um, worked with this amazing facialist to, to design uh, a lifting massage, um, for this product, so then the, the customer can learn. They can, you know, apply their their eye, 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 eye creams, but then 
do it in the right way, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot of techniques. I've been personally like ex- exploring um, a lot of different um, thinking about my facial muscles, <laughs> which I didn't have the time to do before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, what was that on my like to do list? Right after like. <laughs> I feel you. Right? After it come, comes after like helping my daughter with her college application. Oh, now I'm going to do my yeah, facial it's, yoga. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really like, on I mean, the bottom. <laughs> All right. So, so, um, but been really studying that and, and incorporating that into, into like how we can bring, bring those techniques to, to our innate customers to educate them. I'm, I'm a big believer in, in education and learning. That's actually one of the yeah. key DNA brand characters of when we, we, you know, develop um, Igne, one of the brand characters is the sage, right? Yep. It's the explorer and the sage. It's explorer yep. because we're exploring the Azores. We're exploring all the ingredients, you know. We've only explored one island. We've got eight more to go, and there are specific exactly. and underneath the water as well. So um, our next series of, of products are going to come from innovation we're finding in the underwater thermal vents. I'm so excited. Which is super exciting. It doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. So um, um, so that's really going to be exciting. So it's, it's just kind of this discovery and exploration, mm-hmm. right? And the other thing I think has always been very fundamental is part of the DNA's brand. This is why we have all the content, mm-hmm. the teachings, you know, um, giving out and sharing to the customers is the sage, mm-hmm. right? And, and learning. And sharing together. I think this is really, really wonderful. Um, I think this is why, you know, we, we're so honored and, 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 and grateful to be also be on your podcast. You know, it's, it's we're a community, yeah. right? And it's about that community building amongst, amongst the brands as, as well, because I feel like we're a new generation of brands. And we, and we need to also be together and help each other with our own communities, educate exactly. about this new frontier of businesses that are the future but can only be the future if we come together truly because there is a lot of us there's a lot of barriers entry and there just needs to be there does need to be some kind of filtering to the right ones have the not the right ones but you know what i mean the ones that are kind of putting the authentic messages forward and differentiating themselves from the rest and have a reason to be sustainable throughout their future i think they're the ones that we need to push and that's why i created this podcast and i'm still i'm very specific on who i bring on because i want it to be the brands that a i personally believe in and b um have something important to say and you have like tenfold that which is just so exciting (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it's just been no it's been such an honor to hear your story but before we go into fire round questions and and wrap up the podcast i do have to i ask all my guests this it's sort of like a desert island situation so you know i'm inviting everyone to the founded beauty island, or we should say Azores. Okay, you're going to Azores, but you can only bring one product from Igne with you. What is your go-to product? Um, the Rich Nice Serum that we just launched. It's addictive. Well, I mean, luckily, I think it's on, it's it's available on your D2C site, which is good. Yes, I know yes, it's, it's selling it's out. So people Igne. better grab that before it does sell out. Yes, it exactly. Incredible. It's addictive, and oh, you see, I know, and I love it's got confirmation in two obviously. weeks. It's amazing. That's insane. I mean, it's got the EPC factors. And I think everyone should go on Rich Night Serum. I'll put the link and then research about the EPC factor and learn about how important it is, this delivery um, of, the, of the, you know, the, the good products and the ingredients because it's so important to educate on that. And I think that's really yes. cool what you've done. And it's got the Camellia Jap- Japonica, right? In there. Absolutely, absolutely. And our thermal water and Bokucho oil. So it's power packed. It's oh, amazing. The facial in the bottle, as we say. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, 
from as always I mean what the dream of all dreams yeah. that's incredible um so fire on questions this is like kind of first thing that comes to your mind so first question is what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving um I love biologic research yeah there's a lot of science behind it yes but it's very complicated that's the thing I think it's amazing the cabine but then there's so many products again I feel like I have to you know have someone guide me through them and that's also where sometimes some brands can be the, the, the fall of themselves if they just create too much and don't focus on education you know yes. beautiful products is also and efficacious products are sometimes not enough there's a whole 360 we have to consider yes. and especially when thinking about the next generation that are the future and how do you talk to them they want to be spoken to not by a 10 page press release but by a three second tiktok how do you get exactly. this message across right exactly. and that's what's really important yes and i think i think that's you know in a way you know being in china where, where you know our customers or, or vip customers are, are 20 years old the first thing when I first landed in, in Azores and was like in front of this volcanic lake, the first thing in my mind was, you know, the kale's live streaming. From. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is going to be amazing content. This is like so real. This is something that no one else can do. I mean, I think that, that is so true. It's like, how can you communicate that in, in, in 15 seconds, right? Yeah, you can't, you can't. But, but there's, we have to find ways to be creative, but it is hard. But that's also... That's the fun of the game in the industry today. It's like we're always constantly learning. And I'm like, sometimes I'm surprised. I go on TikTok and I'm like, there's no way I can educate people on a 4,000 year old science and the efficacy of head massage and the products, ingredients. Yes. But it can work somehow. There are ways where you're like, they might not get all of it, of course, but they get a bit of it. And that's interesting yeah. to learn more. And that's even exactly. that's the whole journey. It's a, it's a journey with them, but how can you get them interested? That's the hard part. Yeah. Um, so n next question. What's a guilty pleasure of yours? Chocolate ice cream. I mean, oh, you're going to make me want some now. <laughs> it's Your not good for glycation process. I'm like for every chocolate. <laughs> now I think I uh, reached you by scoop I, scoop I eat. It's contributing to glycation. But, you know, that's my yeah. that's my deadly yeah. sin, my gluttony sin. We all have to have some, yes. you know, I, I feel you. A good, a, nothing beats a good chocolate ice cream. And I'm, I'm glad you said chocolate. I'm, I'm a chocolate. I'm not a vanilla. Yes. So <laughs> chocolate team all the way. Um, what are you currently watching or reading? I'm currently watching a lot of Korean um, uh dramas right nice yes because i i just found them i just found them a great way to escape <laughs> you know it's my it's my guilty pleasure in a way is it one is like something inferno have you seen that one it's more of a reality tv show yes yes is, yes like, uh... there's like my love from the sky there's so many there's so many great ones you know that's the one that was coming out kind of this year so that's my kind of um, guilty Netflix sin as is, is is like binge watching that because it's so addictive, and then I have baggy eyes the next day after, and I have to put on some more product to cover it up. But um, but that's my guilty sin. And in terms of books, I mean, I always love Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, you know, and I actually reread yeah. his book books a lot. I, I reread them sometimes, um, uh, especially love outliers. That's kind of my go-to sometimes just to, because I think they're... The tipping point is great too. I mean, they're all great. Yeah. The tipping point is great in the outliers. All his books are amazing because I think it's really talking about our humanity and human experiences. Right. Yes. Um, and, and so I, I find his books um, inspirational and um, I learn a lot from them. And so I always love to kind of go back 
you know. And so our next question is, uh, what, I mean, I, always, I, I love everyone's answer to this because sometimes you get a rogue one, but usually it's one of two. So what is your favorite social media platform? And usually it's either Instagram or, Instagram or TikTok, but maybe you have another one. I don't know. I actually love WeChat. Oh, yes. Okay, finally. WeChat is the most ingenious platform created. It's amazing. Period. Right. And, and I, I agree. And I and I miss that because it's it's not in the in the in the Western world, it's only in China, but it really makes my life easier, right? I mean it's got everything in there. I mean, I just don't know why it hasn't why we don't have the equivalent in the Western world. And and WeChat hasn't been it's been for a long time, so I just don't know why it hasn't translated, but maybe it's a Everything is very separated in the in the US and the UK. No one really communicates, but WeChat is find a way to put it all to, in one. Yeah, it, it puts it all in one. It's not just about the social side, but it's a payment. No. And and yep. you know, I was running my teams on WeChat. You know, and um, the time it takes to organize everything, even your day-to-day personal life, you know, yeah. um, you want to organize a dinner or you want to do something like that and everything's on WeChat. So you just create a circle, blah, blah, blah. And in in two minutes, everything's done and communicated, right? Um, So that is something that that I missed. Um, The downside of that is... You know, I call them my WeChat wrinkles, which is squinting at the mobile phone for six hours a day. <laughs> That's why you need really great, like, you know, um, creams in China, because you're literally squinting at your phone six hours a day um, because everyone is on their WeChat, right? And operating on WeChat, whether, you know, you, you make a payment, you um, communication with the teams, with your friends, everything, all the contents there. It's your one point you know, and it just makes life a lot easier. And so I kind of, I, I miss that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I can, I'm, I'm great. You I'm really glad you said it because I mean, when I was at Dior, obviously, um, well, obviously, but people might not know, but most of the business was in China. Um, so I had to make sure I, um, yeah, we I had to make sure I learned a lot about it. So that was very important. Yes. Uh, so next question, what is your favorite quote or mantra? My favorite one is is keep calm and carry on, right? I, I think that that's how I've I love it. I've done. It, it it kept me going in China for six years in a very kind of intense yeah. lifestyle with a lot of demands, and I think it's very very important today in the complicated world we're living um, post pandemic. Just you know, keep calm and carry on. Um, yeah. And and keep going. It's very very important as an entrepreneur as well. You know, we all we all had good days and bad days, but you know, you yeah. just keep calm and carry on because at the end, success, happiness, whether it be professional or or, or personal, it's about what you de- do the day to day. So, what do you yes. do day to day? Keep calm and carry. You know, keep calm, carry on, because that's how you make things better for for everyone. Uh, for for your team, for yourself. For I mean, I speak obviously as a founder, but in any in any role you are in, often and research shows, panic does not lead to anything but uh, more problems unless you don't use it productively. So, instant yes. panic, short term panic, sure, make sure you know it fires you to do something in the right direction, but. Calmness often is the solution to just a, a more fruitful future, happiness, joy. And right now I'm dealing with like literally like a volcano, no, no pun intended, of all these things just erupting yes, over me. Exactly. I'm like, okay, another problem. I mean, give me more. Give me more. My whole team are like, how are you so calm? And I'm like, 
well, what's the point of what's the point of not you know if I if I'm not calm, what goodness are going to do anyone? Exactly. I just have to be calm, and instead I'm actually being like grateful. I'm saying, wow, there's the universe is telling me all these problems are coming. Now it's how I react, how I deal, and how I grow. Like I can actually feel every day when I'm dealing with issues now, but staying calm, I can actually feel like the armor, it's like yes, a virtual absolutely. armor growing on me. You know, absolutely. where you feel stronger and, and better. And you know, you've had an amazing experience, and you're always going to have more moments but have you found I asked a question on a fire run question sorry but like have you found with your you know your career that it has been easier over time by having this keep calm carry on mindset to deal with stress and issues oh absolutely it's fundamental you know um especially in in well I'll I'll share with you a a really interesting story so when I first moved to to Shanghai and was working with the Chinese startup right those are tough guys, let me tell you. Yeah. you know, these guys are, you know, hats off, total respect. Um, they grew up probably in an environment very, very different from ours. Um, you know, growing up in the Cultural Revolution was probably not easy. So I needed to prepare myself mentally for China, you know, and, and, and working um, with this, I think, this mental strength more than anything, right? And you know what I started doing? Boxing, right? Boxing, not only because it was, you know, physically it was a, a great sport and kept me in, in, in shape and, you know, uh, outlet for, for stress, but also yeah. boxing is the underdog sport, right? Boxing yeah. is a sport where, you know, you're down to the last round and you think you're going to, you don't have any more energy and somehow you trigger that inner mojo, so to speak, you know, that, that that you can rise from being knocked off and then rise again. And that strength is triggered by mental strength, not physical strength, right? And there's something about that that, you know, you don't feel that. I mean, I've worked in New York and all these different places, but in China, you know, you're dealing with with your competitors, your colleagues. They're very strong. They've been through a lot. They have a stamina um, that many others do not because of the environment they were they had to experience, right? And so that really helped me by boxing because you know, anytime I was training or or you know in the gym, when I thought, oh my God, I can't do it anymore. That's, not, that's it. That's it. I'm going to stop. I push myself just one more. Right. And then you trigger that and you learn how to trigger that mentally, you know, so whatever stress, when you think, oh, you know, I've got this, whatever, that's just part of like being an entrepreneur. You're, there's always going to be, you know, um, uh, challenges. Right. And that you need to like find that inner mental strength to pursue to continue. Yeah. And I think that's really important. And I learned a lot from the amazing um, people that, um, that we, I worked with in, in, in China, because that is, that is the, that um, inner strength, so to speak. Oh, thank you for sharing that. And I think that will, I think a, I definitely agree. And B, I think will help a lot of people hearing that, that there's, there's a very wise and also experienced word. So thank you. Um, and my last question, because um, we're going to wrap it up, but I mean, I could speak to you all day, I feel. Um, is if you weren't, well, you've done so many things, but if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur right now, mm-hmm. what would you be doing? Um, if I weren't a beauty entrepreneur, my big thing would be um, empowering other founders, especially um, female females. 
um, female founders and um, and making sure that there was diversity in, in, in terms of investment for entrepreneurs, right? I think in a way, um, interesting enough, you know, um, when we raised capital in, in, in China for, for Champagne, it was very rare that all my VCs were female-led, the partners were female, right? And I think that has to do with culturally, you know, they're really good at math. So they were kind of the first generation going to Harvard and Wharton, doing their finance degrees, you know, coming back. You know, so that was kind of the, the thing there. It was which is not the case here. So, so ironically, China, I actually mm. found many more female VCs um, yeah. as partners in venture capital companies um, to to support um, um, businesses, and I think that's really um, something I'm really keen on doing um, in the future is is empowering others and realizing potential in others. Oh, I love, okay. Well, I think we're going to have a talk after because I think okay. there are some common synergies on this. So right. I think we can definitely maybe see something in the future. But in the meantime, I mean, Claire, it's been an absolute honor and privilege and, and just been such a amazing conversation we've had. And we'd love for everyone to continue following, you know, your journey and Igne's journey. So where can everyone find, you know, the brand and the website and even your own socials, if you're willing to share sure. so they can continue. Sure. So we, you can find us at www.igne.com. Um, I think yeah. that's the best. Um, we're also in rolling out in US retailers. We're going to be on sense.com launching in April, um, niche beauty as well. Um, we're going to be in the Netherlands. So a lot of work kind of rolling out a lot of different other retailers right now um but i would say then you know um come to the website we'd love to hear your web um, feedback as well great i'll put all the um, links in the summary below so everyone can just click on it in the meantime claire we'll continue our conversations this yes. is just the beginning of our journey together and i'm just really excited to see igne grow and um just once again thank you for being at the forefront of a very important topic and leading with such dignity and class so thank you no thank you the opportunity let's start a consortium together <laughs> exactly exactly that's happening do now it. we're doing it yes fantastic <laughs> thank, you, thank, so thank much. you so much i hope you enjoyed this episode of founded beauty as much as i had making it and if you did please share it with a friend who you think will love it too founded beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as apple Podcasts, spotify amazon music podcast the acast app and many more and I'm also very proud to be part of the ACAST Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable Main goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. <laughs>